Saviour and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. He poured out this Spirit on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Saviour, so that, having been justified by his grace, we may become heirs with the hope of eternal life. Now to Isaiah chapter 40. We're picking up at verse 27. Jacob, why do you say, and Israel, why do you assert, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my claim is ignored by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youths may faint and grow weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Thanks, James. On air on that other one. Thanks, Amos. Uh, thanks so much for reading those passages. Um, keep them open. Uh, keep your finger in those, in those pages. We're going to look at those again in a bit. Uh, and let's pray as we prepare to look at God's Word. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are the God who speaks. And we do pray that you would speak to us now, that we may know you better, love you more, and grow in Christ-likeness. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, so tonight we're thinking about renewal, and it got me thinking about showers, because I really enjoy a good shower. Why? Because I find showers very renewing. If it's an early start, I wake up stiff and zombie-like, but after a shower, I'm awake, I'm alive, ready to tackle the day, I'm renewed. Or yesterday when I mowed the lawn, hot and sweaty, go and have a shower, feel like a completely different person, renewed. Or even more so, in the depths of winter, after a soccer match or after soccer training at night. And it's cold and I'm muddy and I'm weary and my body's aching, but after a shower, I'm warm. My muscles have eased, I no longer smell. I mean, like a new man, I'm renewed. And that's generally how we understand renewal to work in our lives. You know, taking something that's a bit a bit old or tired, maybe you're broken even, and, and giving it new life in some way, reinvigorating it, re-energizing it, maybe fixing it, making it new again in some way. And we see renewal happen in all sorts of ways in our world, don't we, in our lives. So there are other physical ways that we see renewal. We speak of urban renewal, you know, an old, decrepit part of the city being spruced up, turned into, transformed into something new and vibrant. We talk about it in mundane, life-admin ways. 
You've got to renew your driver's license or your a subscription to something. And then there are those more meaningful, profound ways that we talk about renewal. We recognise that we need mental and emotional renewal. And so taking holidays and other breaks from routine, that's part of that. Needing renewal, it seems, is just part of being human, part of living in this world. And as Matt said, we're in the fourth and the final week of our series, Who Do You Think You Are? exploring what the Bible says about who we are. And when the Bible speaks about us, it does speak, and about the world we inhabit, it speaks about renewal. It uses this language of renewal. I'm not sure if that's a category that you often think of. Maybe you're someone who's been coming to church for a long time or a short time, where the renewal is a category in which you think. I hope for some of you at least it is, because it's part of our church's stated vision. If you happen to have a service sheet in front of you, you'll see it written at the top there. What's our vision? We long to see all people in multicultural Western Sydney and beyond renewed, renewed through the love of Jesus Christ. And we have what we call our Renew Pathway, where we seek to reach people and engage them, nurture them in their faith, equip them to do ministry and ultimately to live a life of worship. And this whole theme of renewal particularly this theme for this this last talk, it's slightly different to the first three that came before it because it's not universally true. That is, it's not true for all people at all times. It is true of everyone that we're created. It's true of everyone that we're broken, that we're sinful. It's true of everyone that we're loved by our Creator God. But renewal, as the Bible speaks about it, isn't something that applies to everyone. It only applies to those who trust Jesus. It only applies to those who trust Jesus. Why? What do we mean by renewal? What difference does renewal make to the way that we understand and see ourselves and others? How are we renewed? How are you renewed? Well, there are two key ways that we see in the passages uh, that James read to us and one other passage which we didn't um, read. And the first way that we are renewed is we need to think in terms of the fact that you have been renewed. You have been renewed. So as Danny reminded us two weeks ago, the sad truth about us is that we are broken. And, you know, if you look at the beginning of that Titus passage there that James read, you see this brokenness described in quite vivid detail, don't you? Uh, Titus was a young leader of a church. It was a bit of an argumentative church, it seems, from what we could tell from the letter. And in the course of encouraging Titus and giving him instructions, Paul has talked about everything from what makes a qualified church leader to various relationships in the church and what godly living looks like. And that's kind of the theme of chapter 3 as we pick it up, with Paul telling Titus to remind the church to live in a certain godly way. And he writes this, inspired by the Holy Spirit, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to obey to be ready for every good work, to slander no one, to avoid fighting, and to be kind, always showing gentleness to all people. For we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, detesting one another. What Paul is describing here is our default human inclination, our brokenness. Far gone from God, our Creator. 
enemies in the language that Matt used last week. Made in God's image, created by him, but rejecting him. Disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures. This is a spiritual perspective here. We're sinful, we're broken. We've meditated on this truth already. This is the first and foremost way in which we need renewal. And as we read on in Titus chapter 3, we see that this has happened, that this brokenness has been fixed. And it's happened in salvation. So verse 4, But when the kindness of God our Saviour and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us. Not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. He saved us. God saved us. We didn't save ourselves. It's not by works of righteousness that we had done. It's quite the opposite, isn't it? God saved us according to his mercy. And there are so many things that we could unpack and talk about here, but I want us to notice just two things in particular. The first is when this happened. Namely, it happened at a moment in time. It was when the kindness of God our Saviour and his love for mankind appeared. God's kindness and love was always there. Paul isn't saying the opposite to that. It was always there, but there was a point in time when it, it appeared to us. That is, when it was demonstrated, when it was proven, when while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8, right? Last week. And the second thing to notice is the way Paul describes this saving. There are many ways that the Bible speaks of salvation and a key idea in the New Testament that Matt helped us reflect on last week and we see in verse 7 here is that of being justified, being declared innocent before God because of Jesus' death in our place. It's, it's a legal description of salvation. But how does Paul describe it here in verse 5? Through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. So we're reminded here that salvation, it's not less than being justified. That's a wonderful truth. You are declared innocent. It's not less than that, but it's actually even more than that. You are not just declared innocent by God because of Jesus. It's about renewal. It's about making us new again. It's about having our hearts fundamentally changed to accept God and to love God and to want to live for God. It's about a fundamental change that takes place to our very selves. And the truth that we, we draw out of this is that if you have placed your trust in Jesus, you have been renewed. At the moment that you've placed your trust in Jesus, you were renewed. In fact, it happened before that. God's work of regeneration in your heart. It's already happened. The very fact of your faith is a sign that this has happened. It's a definitive moment. And I think to help us think about the definitiveness of this moment, I think it's a bit like, you know, renovating a house. You know, there's a time when the house is run down, it's broken, it's maybe even facing knockdown. Then comes the moment. The moment of renovation. The moment of renewal. For my family, growing up, that, that moment was 1994. Year six. That was when my parents renovated the house. And I remember, you know, a very different house. You look at photos in 1990, all the way up to 1993, and photos from 1994 onwards, different house. It was the same house, but 
completely renewed. And yes, there were still bits and pieces that needed attending to over time, but there was that definitive moment of renewal for our house. And that is what Paul's talking about here, the definitive moment of renewal, when we experience regeneration by the Holy Spirit. That word regeneration has to do with birth. What we experience is a spiritual rebirth. And that's such a potent image, isn't it? Because we know that birth is the recognised start of new life. And yes, what's so powerful about that image is we also know it's impossible for anyone literally to be born again. And so that just drives home for us how much of a reset has taken place in our person. That it is a fact that spiritual new life that every new belie- every believer has experienced, a start of something completely new. And so if your trust is in Jesus, this has happened to you already. You have been renewed. It's not a question of, am I renewed or not? I'm not sure. You have been. What does this mean? Well, what it means is this renewal is once for all. It isn't something that will lose effect. It's not something that will expire, you know, like a subscription that runs out and you've got to renew or you've got to top up. It debits you every month or every year. It's not like that. Because your renewal is due to Jesus' once-for-all death and resurrection. And because it's guaranteed by the Holy Spirit who dwells in your heart, who lives in your heart now, then you have been renewed. You are renewed now and you're renewed forever. That's the first way in which you are renewed. It's happened. It's a definitive moment. But there is a sense in which we are being renewed. The Bible's vision of renewal doesn't end with the one-time reality, as wonderful as that is. There's, it's also an ongoing reality with ongoing effect in our lives. We are being renewed. In what way? Well, one way is that we are being made more like Jesus. We're being made more like Jesus. And we didn't read this passage in 2 Corinthians. It's very short. But uh, the church in Corinth, if you've ever read uh, 1 or 2 Corinthians, you'll kind of be aware that it was a bit like the church in Titus, in, in Crete, where Titus was. It had its fair share of spiritual issues, disunity and all that sort of stuff. And one of the issues that the Apostle Paul addresses in 2 Corinthians is just the Corinthians' understanding of what God's work looks like in a person's life and the nature of Christian hope that it's ultimately about new creation. Life with God in a fixed up, in a renewed eternity. And in this section, in chapter 4, that's what he's really talking about. And he writes these words. In light of that new creation hope, he says, Therefore we do not give up, even though our outer person is being destroyed. Our inner person is being renewed day by day. Our inner person is being renewed day by day. What's being described here is an ongoing, constant work of God's Spirit in our lives. To kind of, you know, return to the renovation metaphor. It's kind of like the ongoing improvements that you do to a house post-renovation, right? So there's the definitive moment of renewal, 1994, year six, it's taken place. But then there are some secondary things that need attending to over time. You know, unfinished bits and pieces, maybe laying pavers here or buying that new lounge set there. After my parents renovated their house, they returfed the whole backyard the next year. The year after that, they, re- they did the garden. It was on their to-do list. 
They retiled the laundry. They added air conditioning some years later. Through the work of his spirit, God is at work in our lives, helping us to become less like our pre-renewed selves. Remember that list from Titus chapter 3? And more like Christ, more loving, more other person-centered, more patient, more generous, more kind. These are works that God is doing in our lives. He's identified. And they happen over time. And I've seen this. I've seen this in my own life. I've seen it in the lives of others. Now, what this doesn't mean is perfection now. That's not what it means at all. You know, this work will never be completed this side of heaven. Please don't be discouraged <laughs> if you think, well, hang on, shouldn't I be almost like Christ now? I've been a Christian for 10, 20, 30 years. No, 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 we live in a world where we still experience the presence of sin. This daily renewing to be like Christ, it's, it's in anticipation of that permanent dwelling with him. And so God renews us daily to be in his likeness. That's the first way that we are being renewed. And the second way is really just renewal as refreshment. To return one final time, one final time to the house renovation metaphor. It's a bit like the ongoing refreshing that any house needs. You know, mowing the lawn. In winter, once every two months. In summer, once a week. Twice a week, depending on your grass. You know, general maintenance. Door falls off, screw it back on. Painting. And I remember about five years ago, I had to help my dad as he undertook the significant painting of the house. First time in 20 years. This is not capital R, renewal. It's little R renewal. It's refreshment in that sense. And our lives are like that. You know, we're beings with mortal bodies. We get tired, physically and emotionally, and, as we just kind of reflected on, as beings who still experience the presence of sin, we get spiritually run down. We get spiritually run down. And I think it's in these moments, it's easy to think that God has kind of left us to ourselves. And we find ourselves kind of running on spiritual fumes. And we think, I don't know. It's the sort of experience that makes you go, is God doing anything in my life? You know, I think collectively, this has been something that we keep returning to because of the global situation, but I think that has happened over the last two years. As every time the situation seems to get better, it takes a, a veer to the right or left and goes bad again. And maybe we just see, we can't get any traction in church meetings. Just just tired spiritually maybe you feel that personally and God knows that but he hasn't actually left us to ourselves he knows we need ongoing refresh, um, refreshing and that is part of being a Christian in fact it's always been part of being God's people as Isaiah 40 reminds us you know Isaiah's message to God's people at that time the faithful among them were spiritually run down their leaders had not been leading them well other nations were starting to attack them. They were wondering whether they could even carry on as God's people. And so God tells them through Isaiah in verse 28 of chapter 40, Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Because the one true living and everlasting God is your God, 
He's Yahweh, his personal name. Well, then you can know that he will always be there for you. That he will never tire. That he will supply your needs. That, you know, the more powerless you are, the more strength he will provide. And so then, Isaiah goes on and gives this great promise famously in verse 31. That those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And I think there's absolutely a case to be made that Isaiah is talking about a capital R renewal there for God's people. That that is ultimately what God does for all who trust in him. Spiritually, we're raised up. But I also think there's a very ongoing, just refreshing, spiritual attending to our spiritual needs. And, you know, that's, that's what happened. We've looked at Daniel and we looked at Esther in the last year and a half. You know, throughout the period of exile after this, God sustained his people. He kept renewing them, his faithful remnant, until such time as he could bring them back to their land for good. God is not only in the business of renewing us for end of all things salvation, as incredible as that is. Nor is God only in the business of daily renewing us to be more like Jesus, as wonderful as that is. God is in the business of renewing our strength as we need it, in big ways and in little ways. As we trust in him, that is, as we actively lean into him, then we can know that we will be renewed. We will be refreshed as needed. And we can know this because we can see that God has given us multiple resources to experience this. I think one of the most profound things when you reflect on that passage is that we have a resource that even God's people then didn't have, which is the renewing, regenerating Holy Spirit who has come to live in each believer. He has regenerated us. He's given us faith in the first place. It's through the Holy Spirit, first and foremost, that we can just get that daily refreshing. You know, he is the one who, who gives us assurance of faith. You go through a period where, for whatever reason, sin or circumstance makes you feel, I'm not sure if God loves me. Do I even trust God anymore? The Holy Spirit, he will he'll refresh you. He prompts us to read God's life-giving word and to come to him in prayer. If you wrestle with those things, that is the Holy Spirit doing his work in you and helping you to come to terms with the fact that you can be refreshed by God. He moves us to find solace with fellow believers and so often draws us almost against our will at times along to church on a Sunday night or along to discipleship group or just to a coffee shop or a pub to catch up and have a prayer. He is the instigator of our salvation and he's the ongoing prompter of our refreshment. And of course, those ways that we just mentioned are the other ways that God has given us to be refreshed daily through his word, through communion with him in prayer, through the fellowship of his people. You are renewed. You are created, you are broken, you are loved, and you are renewed. I think as a way of concluding, it's worth thinking about this in relation to, well, everything. In Titus 3 that James read for us, 
The verb translated renewed there is used in only one other place in the New Testament. It's used by the Lord Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 19, speaking to his disciples. And he says this in Matthew 19, 28. He says, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Jesus here isn't talking about a person becoming a Christian. We've been very much focusing on individual renewal, which is absolutely appropriate. That's actually not, not what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about the renewal or the rebirth of all things. He's not talking about the renewal of one life, but the renewal of all life. The focus is cosmic. It's a new world, a new universe, a new creation. So what has this got to do with you and the fact that you personally are renewed? Well, when you become a Christian, that is God's way of making you ready for that new creation. This means that, that your rebirth and your renewal by the Holy Spirit is part of God's work of renewing all things. And the kind of final picture of renewal really is a picture of what, what we call worship. That's what we saw in Revelation. The culmination is a worshipping community, wholly focused on God. And that's the way our renewed pathway is structured. It ends in worship. Worship is the central activity of the renewed creation. And so let me encourage you as, you, as you come along to church, and as you meet with those who have also been renewed, who have become your sisters and brothers in Christ, as you seek to live faithfully in the light of God's grace, you are worshipping in a way that points towards that ultimate renewal. What God has done in your heart is the first glimpse of that new creation. What God is doing in your heart making you more like Christ daily, refreshing you as needed, are further glimpses of that new creation. If you trust Jesus, this is your reality. This is your hope. You are renewed. And if that's not something that you're at the stage at, let me tell you, this can be your reality. This can be your hope. And it is a reality and hope that makes sense of all the other realities around us. It is renewal in the most profound sense of the word. You are renewed. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God who renews. That even though we, those made in your image, have rebelled against you, even though we continue to live lives of self-interest in many ways, there is a definitive moment in time when you made renewal a reality. Jesus died and rose again, sent the Spirit into the believer's lives. We have experienced that. Help us to hold to that hope. Help us to see the ways in which you are renewing us to be more like Jesus. Help us to come to you when we need spiritual refreshment and to encourage one another along. May our lives be testimonies from tonight onwards to those around us of the renewal that you can bring to people's lives. May you use us bring more people into your kingdom. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.